listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Welcome back to the Beltway Beef podcast. This is Ashley and joined again by a familiar guest, Ethan Lane, Vice President of Government Affairs here in the D.C. office. Ethan, there was some excitement on Capitol Hill yesterday. We had a hearing um, where folks from the industry got to talk to folks on the hill about what's happening in the cattle industry and specifically with cattle marketing so let's just dive into what happened there yep after you know a year and a half plus of discussions about the potential for a hearing on capitol hill on cattle markets we, we finally uh, got a chance to have that hearing yesterday um, it, it was an interesting panel uh, you know a lot of times you see those kinds of hearings shape up as sort of you know one trade association versus another and and everybody kind of lined up and, and reading prepared talking points um, and and you know in working with the committee and setting the hearing up um, us and others I think the preference across the board was to try to put together voices that really were, were watching this market and participating in this market and could just sort of speak to the challenges in the market without having to worry about you know hitting hitting talking points for a specific you know organization and that's largely how the, the, the hearing um, played out. Obviously, you know, there was, there was one group that, that kind of you know, took it a different direction, but um, there were a lot of different people on that panel that, that you know, have been really involved in these conversations, folks like Glenn Tonzer, uh, Dustin Ahern from Rabobank, um, you know, Justin Tupper has been uh, with U.S. Cattlemen's Association, a really vocal voice on that sort of, um, you know, I, 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 cash discovery and, and get rid of AMA's uh, end of the of the spectrum. Um, and then Mark Gardner hasn't really been, in, he hasn't been involved in a lot of the policy conversation, but he is a really involved market participant. Um, and, and, you know, he testified on his own behalf, although he's a member of NCBA, he's a member of KLA, he's the chairman of US Premium Beef, um, and, and really a guy who's, who's deep into that world of AMA's and understands the value of them. Um, and, and speaks publicly about that and, and has done so at conventions around the country in different places. Um, and, you know, it really was a, a good opportunity for senators to hear uh, all of these different perspectives that we in the industry are hearing constantly, right? Most of us can bucket these things out pretty quickly. We know where the different organizations fall and the different opinions. Um, the Senate doesn't necessarily know that world as well. So what they hear is, is much more sort of, you know, jumbled up um, as, it, as it lands on their desks than, than what we talk about all day here in the industry. So it was a really good opportunity for them to ask some follow-up questions, have everybody in the same room, um, really start to pin down some of those different uh, aspects of this, of this conversation. And I mean, you could hear it from the members as they worked through those questions. You know, there's obviously a, a broad agreement on things like the cattle contract library transparency and and the need to work on confidentiality in reporting and and you know dr tonzer spoke to that um, other witnesses spoke to that you had members of the committee that were aware of that and in you know you could you could see that there's an area there where um, a lot of mental checklists were kind of getting a check by them like okay there's an area we can we can definitely make some progress um, and, and everybody kind of sees these issues the same way um, you know probably not so much on you know the, the the balance of AMAs versus cash in the marketplace, um, you know, and and that seemed to me anyway, and and some others I've talked to as um, not so much that there isn't some some you know areas where we can find some middle ground, but it, it was troublesome that some of the some of the folks at the hearing, um, a couple of the senators, not many, 
um, and you know, sort of took it down a road that we see elsewhere in ag, think organic versus conventional, right? Where either you do business the way I do, or you're not just wrong, but you're evil. And, and that's the thing that we've got to be really careful with here, um, is, is not turning this into a my way or the highway type of conversation. There's no absolutes here. There are a lot of different ways uh, to raise cattle and market them in this, in this country, and a lot of different producers from coast to coast choose those different routes. And NCBA's challenge is to balance all those voices and find some policy that works for everybody. Um, you know, what we heard yesterday was a little bit of all of that. Um, it's given the committee a lot to think about. You know, we've had a lot of follow-up conversations already. Um, Senator Stabenow, I think, Chairwoman Stabenow, hit the nail on the head when she said, we obviously have a lot more work to do here. So we expect to see that work continue over the next few months. Obviously, you know, we have these bills that have already been introduced. We're expecting more legislation on processing capacity today or tomorrow. Um, and, and we're gonna keep pushing the needle and trying to find ways to get that leverage swung back towards our members, make sure that we're getting as much of the beef dollar as possible um, and, and solve some of these challenges that we know are out there. So cattle contract libraries, market transparency, these are things that we at NCBA have been talking about for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. So how did you see some of those efforts that we've already been engaged with and those um, bills that we've worked to get introduced, um, you know, on the House side specifically, but, you know, obviously folks in the Senate are, are hearing about those things and, and hearing about those issues. How did you see those conversations that we've already had kind of trickle into the conversation yesterday? Well, you know, I mean, I think that there's been an evolution from the beginning of the Holcomb fire and our our working group, which has been going on obviously for years now on different issues. You know, the, the live cattle marketing working working group um, kind of comes back to life whenever there's something specific pressing to the industry where where you need that technical expertise. And we started that working group back up again and engaged them on this topic right after the Holcomb fire. Um, and they've been working kind of ever since on a on a weekly basis. Um, and you know, trying to get down to where are these pressure points that really need to be to be solved. And um, so, you know, a lot of the work that we've done through the voluntary framework that we're in the middle of, you know, you could hear some of the lessons that have been coming out of that uh, reiterated in the in the the questions from from some of the members of the committee. You know, where are we? Where are the weak spots? Where are we finding some challenges that we need to address? You know, as far as not just price discovery, but reporting of that information. How do we get producers access to as much information as possible so that they can make informed choices? Um, I thought uh, Dr. Tonzer made a really good point at one point in the hearing when he when he reminded uh, members of the committee that it's not like this information isn't being collected at the packing plants around the country. USDA has it. It's it's the ability to report it that that's that's a challenge. So, you know, getting some of that clarification, those are things we've worked through in our working group for quite some time. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, glad, it's, it's, it's good to see some of those messages getting introduced into the larger conversation um, in, in the Senate Ag Committee so that they can start considering it as part of whatever legislative solutions they might be looking at. And obviously those conversations that we've been having aren't going to stop after this. Uh, this hearing wasn't the silver bullet that, that solved it all. So where do we go from here? Well, I, I think there is still a lot of work left to be done. Obviously, um, our working group is going to continue meeting, and then our full committee will be meeting at uh, in Nashville at our convention. Um, I, I expect that to be, uh, you know, a, a robust meeting full of conversation about this. Um, you know, we know our second quarter is is uh, almost completed in our in our voluntary framework, and uh, the negotiated trade numbers this quarter have been. Uh, uh, 
quite a bit higher than what we've seen in the past. Progress is being made uh, in those areas where, where there's been thinner cash trade. Progress is being made um, in, in the right direction. So, you know, that's all going to have to factor into to the discussions. And I know there are a lot of affiliates that are watching that closely um, and, and have uh, members, you know, that are pushing them on both sides of this issue, as, as has been the case throughout the conversation. Um, that's representative of where all of these senators are, too. They're hearing it from their home states um, on both sides, you know, and, and they're going to have to figure out how to, how to straddle that ground and, and find a solution that works for everybody. Um, and it's going to have to happen in the midst of a, of a Senate and House that are, are pretty deadlocked right now and have a lot of other partisan issues. This isn't really a partisan issue. We saw that yesterday. This isn't Republicans on one side, Democrats on the other. This is ag um, kind of at its finest in that you kind of get to set those those issues aside and just focus on um, you know what's best for the industry. Uh, but we still have to play in that partisan landscape that's dominating pretty much everything else in Washington. And that's going to be it's going to be hard to get field time. In, you know, either either time on the on the Senate floor or committee hearing time to really analyze these proposals and and, and figure out a solution to move forward. But uh, you know, we're going to keep talking and, and try to figure out what can be done and, and what the best route is to do that. Well, certainly sounds like there might be a, a few hurdles ahead, but NCBA will just keep doing what it does best and, and working on both sides of the aisle and representing cattle producers right here in D.C. You bet. Thanks for being on the podcast today, Ethan. Thanks. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify at Beltway Beef, also on Twitter at Beltway Beef. We'll see you next time.